Hey guys, welcome back to the Ocean Lovers Podcast. This is episode six. I am Kirsty and we have Erica here. Hello guys. Hello. Hi. I can't believe we're already on episode six. I know, six. me neither. This is so exciting. I, it's I'm awesome. so excited every time we're about to record. I just have so much fun just like setting a little bit of time aside just to sit and talk about whales in the ocean. Just to talk it's about It's the it. best, yeah. yeah. It really is because I, I mean... I could sit there and talk to my husband about it all day, but I know, but <laughs> I'm sure he's like, uh, can you go find a friend? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, the good thing is about, about a podcast is people are choosing their interests. So hopefully all the people listening to us are actually interested in what we have to say. So that's, that's yeah, the best part. Exactly. And we, I just want to take yeah. a minute too to keep saying thank you to everybody listening because mm-hmm. still every single time we release a new episode, just your feedback is incredible. I think we have five five star reviews on apple podcast so thank for thank you for Did that really? yes and i don't know who they're from i didn't even see I that know, it's, see i wish we got notifications i know about it's that, just but... the sweetest thing so and we have been getting a yeah. lot of really great feedback so thank thank you yeah. so much everybody listening and yeah and if if you haven't yeah. left a review please do that would be awesome because then it helps reach more people and yeah yes, so for sure so we're really excited to still be doing this episode six yeah yeah Yep. And we're still getting messages from people just kind of chatting with us. I mean, we love receiving your messages mm-hmm. and hearing your feedback about the podcast episodes. You know, I just talked to one of my friends last night. Her uh, her name's Victoria. And she was just telling me how she just started listening to, I think she was on episode two. And it's just so crazy to think like my friends, I mean, obviously I have that support, but for them to, you know, kind of reach out mm-hmm. and be like, hey, you know, I just listened to your podcast. It is just the sweetest thing. It makes me so happy that so many people around us and um, people around the world are wanting to listen. And it's still, I think it's still, I wouldn't say weird, but I think it's still like kind of shocking when we do have people that are like, messaging us or commenting on our posting we love your podcast it's so awesome and it's motivating people to do more things which I love seeing that I love getting messages from people that are that are telling us that it's mototivating them to want to go into yeah it's really cool and it's just it's awesome and actually so so I think we've from what I saw last we are being listened to in 13 countries which is incredible and I know we got another yeah and we got a really sweet message from somebody I'm not 100% sure what country it was in I want to say somewhere in the Middle East but they messaged us saying um oh it's so fun to listen to your podcast because where I live there's nobody around here that I can just sit and talk about whales with so when I listen to your podcast it feels like I'm in the conversation I get to just sit and chat about the ocean I'm like oh that's so cool that's like the point that was the sweetest thing I know and I felt bad because she was telling me for a while that um, she didn't have any access to separate apps, like the different oh. apps. And that was kind of what the reason why I wanted to try to get them on mm-hmm. YouTube for people that can't, um, download any apps on their phone for whatever reason. And they didn't have access to it. Um, she was actually one of the main reasons why I was trying to, um, upload it on YouTube. And then she finally messaged us during this past week saying she was finally able to get, Apple podcast and so now she's listening on there so cool so that's it's yeah it's really cool to see everybody's feedback it's awesome yeah so thank you guys and keep it up thank you <laughs> yeah. yeah so today okay. our episode is just a little bit more laid back where we honestly don't really yeah. have too much of a plan we're just gonna chit chat no. about kind of what we've been up to and just some of the stuff yep. that we've been seeing in the news so if you do have a main talk- topic that you want us to talk about maybe next week but mm-hmm. this time we're just gonna kind of have some just some some chit chat yeah. yeah 
Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of different articles mm-hmm. and news. And a lot of it's just really random, but I've been saving them. That way we can kind of just talk about it, let everybody know what's going on. Yeah. And I figured you could talk about updates of like what you've been seeing out in the water too. Yeah, and so last week when we recorded, we had put a blast on social media asking for topic suggestions and any questions yes. that you guys had. And so that night we were planning on answering those questions, but we yeah. ended up getting Rich Dolan on the podcast as a guest, which was a really fun conversation. He is so mm-hmm. hilarious. We just laughed and laughed and laughed. So hopefully yeah. you guys have listened to the last <laughs> episode because Rich was on there and it was a lot of fun. So if you haven't checked him out yet, check out Tales of Stellwagon on Instagram. Um, but we're going to yes. kind of take this episode now to answer some of those questions that we had been asked. Yes. And really quick, too, I did receive some feedback about that episode mm-hmm. from some of my friends. And my friend Renee, she said she laughed so hard when we were talking about the lobsters. She thought it was <laughs> the funniest but coolest thing. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool, too, because we went into it just not expecting it. And it was it just the episode turned out. Um, yeah, it really did. So thanks, Rich. <laughs> Hopefully you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, something I do kind of while we're answering those questions, mm-hmm. I wanted to um, specifically mention this. So there is a Marine Mammal Care Center, believe it's based out of San P- P- Pedro, Pedro, San Pedro, yeah, uh, yeah, in California, which at first I thought this was the one in San Francisco, but this is a different one. Um, they, I guess. Sadly, they are on the risk of closing. Oh. Yeah. And I saw this recently and they're doing a fundraiser. So I definitely, I mean, when I see stuff like this and for facilities and uh, care facilities that are trying to help out with the sea lions and whatnot, um, I would love to be able to share if anybody wants to donate or check out their Instagram. They are Marine Mammal Care. Uh, based out of Los Angeles, you'll see their little seal um, picture, but apparently they're closing and they're doing a big fundraiser to um, earn money to hopefully stay open. Oh, okay. I know. So hopefully they can get their funds. Um, Let me see. I just, I'm going to their Instagram right now. Uh, They posted two days ago. They said, alert, our center is in danger of closing next year. Please donate to our ongoing fundraiser to hit our goal of 1 million by June. We've already raised over 500000 but it's not over yet. Wow. The link is in the bio. Yep. Huh. Yeah. So what they do at the Marine Mammal Care Center, do they rescue, um, like, abandoned and injured seals and sea lions and bring them in to rehabilitate them and then release them? Yeah. From what I can gather, if this is the same type of setup as the one I – because I've been to the one um, in San Francisco – and it's, I've been a couple times. And so what they do is they'll rescue them even from Monterey mm-hmm. and they will rescue them, rehabilitate them uh, based on their conditions mm-hmm. and how bad they are. And then they'll release them. If oh, awesome. So that's a lot of, yes. that's really important work. So yeah, if you Very. do have the funds mm-hmm. to donate or if you just want to support them by sharing on social media, definitely yeah. go ahead and do that. Yeah. We would so appreciate that. Want- yeah, and um, we'll tag them in our next post, too, when we upload this podcast. That way, if everybody wants to go check out their page, and if you do want to donate even something as, as small as a dollar, I'm sure it'll help out their their cause for sure. Yeah. we definitely need more places like this open. Um, but, yeah, I definitely just – I just wanted to give them a shout-out just because – Cool. Yeah, I like that. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. 
what's next what to talk about what have you seen out on the water yeah so I can kind of go over my last couple of weeks so today's my first day off since I got back from Mexico when I went down and saw (laughs) the gray whales in Baja which was absolutely amazing if you haven't listened to episode four go check that Mm -hmm. one out um I got to go down and see the the gray whales in their breeding lagoon. So that was incredible. And since then, I have been very busy um, at work, especially. I Every day this last week, we were doing marine protected area science cruises. And I briefly touched on it in a previous episode. It's where we yeah. take students out. So usually high school students, we take them out on the water. For a lot of these students, they're from Title I schools. So it, it a lot of the time is their first time ever being on a boat, being at the beach, seeing all these gorgeous, massive houses in Newport. It's, it's a big experience for these kids. So we take them out on the water and we teach them how to be scientists. So we kind of, once we teach them how to use the equipment and the protocols and all that, we stand back and let them take over. So what they're doing is collecting data that's used by Crystal Cove Conservancy, which is a nonprofit. um, It's a conservation group in Crystal Cove State Park where they're monitoring this MPA, this marine protected area, over a 10-year study. So it was established in 2012, and they're collecting data to see if the MPA is healthy, if it's successful, if their regulations are working. Um, And then they're going to review their data in 2022 to see if the government needs to make any changes um, to see if it needs to be an MPA. So yeah, the students are collecting really valuable data and it's cool to see how it impacts them because Mm -hmm. we've gotten some emails back after these cruises from some of the students and they now decided that they want to go into marine science or conservation. So it's really, it's, it's a really cool thing to be a part of. And the other day, one of our teachers um, that was on board who brought their students out, this teacher brings the students every year. So this is like, I don't know, it's, was like I don't I don't even know maybe 10th cruise or something he gave the most like impassioned speech at the end of the cruise it was amazing just about how his students are the future and this is all of the problems that have been caused from greed over the last 200 years or so by humans exploiting every resource available to them how that's basically on the shoulders of these kids nowadays and how they're the ones who are going to have to make these decisions and I don't know it was it was it was yeah, really, it's really cool. True. Yeah. So yeah. I've been doing a lot of that um, every day. We've been doing science cruises. I have a few more next week, I believe. And yeah, so just a lot of that. As for whale mm-hmm. sightings, we have been seeing a lot of gray whales, which has been amazing because, you know, my new found love for mm-hmm. gray whales. And it was kind of cool because yesterday I had an experience that I don't normally get to, I don't know, really experience. It sounds strange, but we had a gray whale that breach like not too far off from the boat and normally I'm so focused on trying to get it on camera I like have my camera to my face I'm trying to get it on my phone but this Mm -hmm. time my phone was down I didn't have my camera in my hands and I just got to watch it and it was yeah it was really cool like sometimes it's nice just step back and appreciate it without trying to get it on tape so it was really nice to see with my own eyes it's been a while do you guys um, ID the gray whales down there? Some people do. So I believe you can do it on happy whales. So you can yes. do humpbacks and gray whales, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and orcas on there, too. Yes. Yes. So I know some people do. I don't think we have our own catalog or anything like that. But I know a mm-hmm. lot of them are very recognizable over the years. And okay. for those of you who don't know, 
any, this is a part of citizen science that anyone can be part of. So there's this website called happywhale.com. We can tag them in our next post too. And what you do is if you take a picture of the underside of the whale's tail, we've mentioned a few times in previous episodes that the underside of the whale's tail um, has natural markings under on the underside that doesn't really Mm -hmm. change throughout their lives. So we can use that to identify them sort of like a fingerprint. And if you upload your picture to happywhale.com, they will go through their catalog and identify that whale for you. And they'll email you back with all the information that they know about that particular individual. So like where it's been Mm -hmm. seen before and who's seen it and where it's been. They show like the migrating patterns Yeah, So it's really cool if you guys get a chance to check that out or be a part of it. Yeah, it's a really cool website. You can also follow other people. Um, that are updating it all the time. Uh, I follow Eric on there. And he's constantly yes! uploading. On I was going to say, the... so I'm pretty sure our <laughs> friend Eric, um, who we've mentioned a few times on the podcast, he's on the Whale Nerds yeah. podcast. I want to say he's number one or number two of most submitted photographs on Happy Whale. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. But yeah, the websites, you know, I was just thinking too, I was like, I thought we had mentioned this, but we hadn't. And it's because... Um, Oh, I don't even know how long ago. Months back, I actually made a very cringy YouTube video. <laughs> and I mentioned Happy Whale in it. And I have, like, I explain a little bit in that video. So maybe, maybe I'll show people. You should. <laughs> it's so embarrassing to look so, back. Why? <laughs> but, I mean, it explains about Happy Whale. And then maybe I'll just put, like, the direct link. And then we'll definitely tag them in the post. Yeah. Too, but, yeah, it's an awesome um uh tool catalog yeah i guess so so to speak that everybody can check out even if you don't have your own photos i mean you can go on there look at the if you know a um a whale name you can also type that in there if you guys are going whale watching and let's say you hear oh this is uh so and so you guys can go on there look up the name and you can see where that whale is migrating yeah you don't always have to just upload your own photos you can also keep track and yeah, it's a lot of fun to go on there and kind of scope it out and see. I think I've uploaded, I've uploaded a couple. Yeah, me too. Um, I've uploaded, I think, two humpbacks and a, uh, oh, I think I did a orca on there too. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. cool. It's a cool website. Yeah. yeah. And then in the last week too, I got my merch from Open Seas, which is Slater's <gasps> yes. new um apparel company and i have to say i love my merchandise i got a sweatshirt yeah i got a sweatshirt and a t-shirt um and oh. it's like the comfiest sweatshirt in the world so is it and really? the coolest thing i think 10 percent of the proceeds go to a charity of your choice so they're all kind of yes. ocean themed and i chose yeah. the center of whale research on san juan island so oh wow yeah okay. You know, I was looking into that because I, I think I'm going to have to um, buy one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they also do one for the Dolphin Project. In yes. Japan. Yeah, Rick Berry. Yeah. Yes. So I think I'll probably donate to that yeah, one. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to have to grab a sweater. So Slater, if you're listening. <laughs> I know. They're so comfy. I'll be purchasing one. <laughs> yeah. I think he's almost sold out. So you better hurry up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Honestly, whenever I message you about your sweater. I thought they had already sold out, but I went on there and I looked and not yet. Okay, but almost. <laughs> yeah, so I'll have to get one. Yep. Yeah. So what what have you been up to lately? Um, honestly, I've just been working. Mm-hmm. And um, actually today I went to the college I go to because my husband works there. Oh. And 
yeah, Christian works over there. So he was kind of helping me figure out what my next step is because I did take last summer in fall off. Mm-hmm. So it just feels like I've been out of school forever and I really need to get back in because we're, um, in case somebody is new here, I we're hoping to move to Monterey, California this year. Bye. We're praying. So I'm trying to make sure, um, trying to make sure my schedule is correct to make sure the units I have is correct. Um, and so far I'm on schedule. I could technically transfer now if I really wanted to, but I, because we're not moved yet and just to save money, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'll probably stay here for a little bit and try to get as much done, um, this year and maybe a little bit next year and then hopefully transfer by then. But if we end up do, if we do end up moving this year, I'll probably just transfer. Yeah. But while we're here, um, yeah, I'm just getting on top of getting back into school, getting my courses lined up, uh, just kind of seeing what I need to take because there's also classes that, um, if I wanted to transfer, I could, but there's also classes to where they offer at CSUMB to where I can actually take here. Oh, cool. And save a little bit of time. And yeah, so by the time I transfer, I'll probably, I think I'll be a junior once I transfer over. Nice. Yeah. Smart way to do it. Yeah. So that's kind of the plan as of now. And then something else that I did, which I wasn't too sure if I was going to mention it on the podcast, but um, I recently applied for a job at Mumbari. And explain what Mumbari is if people don't know. So Mumbari is the Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that have been listening, I might have mentioned them about the hydrophone Mm -hmm. in the Monterey Bay. And so they have a live stream hydrophone. If you guys ever want to listen to it, I think there's like a 10 or 20 minute delay. Um, But overall, I mean, it's, it's live and it's really cool. You can hear all different kinds of um, animals on there, bunch of humpbacks. You can hear their, their songs on there. It's so pretty. Um, I've even uh, screen recorded some of it on my phone at certain times because it's just so pretty to listen to but they're a really cool research institute they have like rovers yeah. that go they have these on the bottom yeah these rov submersibles because yes so the monterey bay canyon is this massive deep water canyon i think it's like mm-hmm. eleven thousand feet deep maybe even mm-hmm. i could be off on that but i want to say at least eleven thousand feet deep so they send yeah. this submersible down into the depths of the canyon and Sometimes they have, they have the live stream. So they saw like the whale fall earlier this year. So a whale fall is when a whale carcass falls down to, Mm -hmm. I want to say below 10,000 feet deep. And so they, they found it and there was this feast going on with octopus and worms and crabs. And it was really cool. And it It was really cool footage. It's on their Instagram if you guys want to check it out. Yeah. So yeah, the Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute is really cool. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, tell them what you applied for. So I applied, so I saw the listing kind of last minute. I just happened to be on their website and I saw a listing for a summer. It's a paid summer program. It's an internship and there's, there was different positions open and I specifically applied for the bioluminescence and jelly, uh, position. Um, and yeah, I'm excited, but not trying to get my hopes up. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So yeah, I created my resume just because I've had the same job for so long. I haven't had to redo my resume for any reason. Mm -hmm. So I actually started from scratch, sat down, redid my resume, um, and just really updated it from over the last couple years and also did my cover letter and I got some awesome letter of recommendations, Erica. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And um, yeah, so it was just something that it's funny because I saw the listing when we were on our way up to Murphy's and it's a wine tasting town. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my husband about it and he's like, you should do it. I'm like, I should do it. And then the next day rolled around and I started psyching myself out. I was like, no, you know, there's just, I I probably wouldn't be able to make it work and I won't be accepted. So I just really started psyching myself out, telling telling myself that I know, you know, I'll just, I'll just wait. And that's what I've been telling myself for years. Mm -hmm. And I think to be 100% honest, I think because of this podcast, it's really pushed me to want to get out there. And yeah. I did it in a couple days. I submitted everything. Everything has been submitted, I think, since the 21st of February. So I should possibly know. They said by mid, um, what month? March. March. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to say May for some reason. (laughs) Mid-March. So most likely next week um, I'll hear back. And like I said, I'm not really getting my hopes up. It would be an awesome opportunity Mm -hmm. it would be amazing to learn just more about the bioluminescence and jellyfish because I mean we don't know all that much about jellyfish in general Mm -hmm. and they're amazing creatures so it would just be really awesome to be able to work with people that have been in the field for so long and just to be off of moss landing right there oh my gosh I mean it's literally uh ocean view right there Um, So it'll just be an amazing experience. But at the same time, if I don't get accepted or, um, or anything, I'm okay with that too, because I, I know that I went out of my comfort zone and it's just one of those things where you're going to do in life. If you're really going after something you, you want that badly, you're going to, you're probably going to get some no's in your life. Yes. And (laughs) we've all had no's like, it might sound so peachy that how I went through my journey and now I'm at this career that I really love, but it wasn't mm-hmm. all for, like sunshine and roses. Like there was a lot of no's in between there. I applied for yeah. many positions that I didn't get. So mm-hmm. it's just a yeah. part of it, especially because the marine biology world is very small. It's very competitive. There's a lot of people studying it and not a lot of positions open, mm-hmm. not a lot of paid positions yeah. open, I should say. Yeah. So, but you know what? It can definitely get yeah, competitive. Yeah, and I'm so proud of you because you did you did do something Aww. that was, you know, you went out on a limb, you did something that maybe is a little uncomfortable. But and and if yeah. you if you get it, that's absolutely incredible and if you don't get it, that's incredible too that you still went for it and yeah. it's a learning experience. Now you have this resume and and yes. yeah, so yeah. I mean, that was an accomplishment yeah. to me alone was just being able to sit down and just completely redo my resume and update it. And, and yeah, it was just a big step for me. So for the, any of you guys out there that even if it's not marine biology, if there's something that you guys are going towards and you just 
are really scared to make that extra step or Mm -hmm. that leap into something. Um, I just recommend to try and do your best. That's all you can do is at least you can say you tried, you applied, or you, um, you made that extra step to go towards what you love. And I mean, there, I mean, what's the worst? Well, exactly. I mean, if you don't get the internship, if you hadn't have applied, you really wouldn't have gotten the internship. So the only yeah, way exactly. to, you know, you, you have to go for it. And it is really scary sometimes, you but you'll never know unless you try. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really scary because if I, let's say I do get hired on for this internship, I will have to live down there for three months. And right now we live technically two and a half mm-hmm. hours but away. Where there's a so will, there's a two way. Hours. Exactly. I'm, I've even contemplated living in my car for the Hey, <laughs> I lived in a camper to work in Monterey Bay, and See? it wasn't easy. It was actually pretty brutal, but yeah. I did it. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've contemplated these yeah. things. <laughs> but it's really cool because I did just kind of start looking for, like, Airbnbs mm-hmm. in the area, and there are places to where they're more, um, like, long-term mm-hmm. Airbnbs. So that's really nice that they will rent them out to people that plan on staying for months at a time. And also they did post in the listing that they'll try to help you and accommodate you uh, finding a place with someone else. So that's kind of, yeah, that's a a cool thing that they're going to do. So, um, and it's really nice too, because if they let us know, you know, by next week, it doesn't start until June. So it gives, yeah, it gives you enough time to figure it out and communicate with them and just kind of go from yeah. there. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yes. We'll so cool. Well, <laughs> I'm wishing you luck, but you know what? Even if not, thank you. We've still got the podcast. <laughs> and there's, yeah. We still, we still got lots to talk exactly about. No. But, um, all right. Yeah. Well, so should we get, maybe, we yeah, I was going to say, let's get into some questions that people sent over on our Instagram page. Okay. Now, I think we should first answer, um, oh, Adams, because he asked us yeah. a while ago. Um, I don't know if you remember, he asked, what was your whale experience? So I have one that really jumps out in my mind. And I think it's because, I think the reason that it it sticks out for me is because this happened when I was doing my research up at Cetacea Lab in British Columbia in Canada. And Mm -hmm. when I was up there, I mentioned this in the first podcast that I kept a blog because I was literally in the wilderness. I was living like a wild child in my tent and I didn't have <laughs> technology around me. I didn't have distractions. I read a ton of books. I, And then I wrote mm-hmm. my blog and I wrote it in my tent every day. And I don't know, it, it, I was really, really immersed in, in nature and yeah. in whales and all that. So what sticks out to me the most, the reason that I thought of this is because I have a blog post about it. And I think that's why I remember it so distinctly because I wrote everything down. <laughs> but yeah. um, do you want me to go into my best experience? Okay, oh, so yeah. Yeah. this was this was a day when I was up in Canada, like I mentioned. And it was just me and my research advisor or supervisor, Herman. So it was just us on the boat. And we weren't even going out this day to look for whales. We were going out to do repairs on a hydrophone. Because we had like a, a network of hydrophone oh. throughout these channels. Yeah. Oh, cool. And so we were going to do that. And we saw a 
bunch of blows in the distance and us as these massive Mm -hmm. whale lovers just look at each other and we're like how could we not go out there so we start heading over to these blows and they were really tall blows so that's usually a sign that it's uh in this case fin whales because there was a ton of fin whales Mm -hmm. in our area so we start cruising and all of a sudden we come across a group of six fin whales and normally fin whales are pretty solitary animals it's very uncommon typically to see them in these big groups that there's six of them and they were cruising they were like almost porpoising through the water which is where they like almost not jump out but like very they were very high on the surface and they were just cruising so we 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 go with them next to them for a while until they all went down for a dive and from what we had been experiencing when the fin whales go down for a dive, they'll surface like a mile in the distance and you can hardly see them. So that's kind of what we were expecting. So they all go down for a dive. So we shut the boat off completely. And we were just like, oh, let's just see where they come up. So we shut the boat <laughs> off. With to- motors totally off. We were just waiting for them to come back up, see where they would be. Yeah. And suddenly they all surfaced in a <gasps> circle around our boat. So we were this teeny tiny aluminum boat with these... 80 foot long animals in a circle oh around us. They, their faces were pointing towards us and their tails away. So it was like a perfect circle around us. And we were just going mental. We were screaming and crying and it was oh, the most, and they were oh just gosh. poking their heads up, kind of like looking at us and their blows were like bombs going off next to the boat. They were, and we were just like, screaming and it was just the most insane experience so were they do you guys think they were just checking you out like that or were they were like no they were just checking us out very much yeah wow and for them to do that's what i mean just surround you yeah so that was like that was the highlight that was the best i think and i have had so many good experiences that it's hard to pick one but like i said it, it sticks yeah. out in my mind because I did, like, record every detail of that experience. So, again, mm-hmm. if you want to read my blog, it's Wagging Tales, yep. Two Whale Tales um, on WordPress. So, you can just Google Wagging Tales to Whale Tales. The reason it's Wagging Tales to Whale oh. Tales is because I went from working at an animal shelter to doing whale research. So, <laughs> that's where that comes oh, from. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is your Ooh. best whale experience? <sighs> Hmm. It's tough because I, I mean, I've been out on the water, but I haven't been out as much as mm-hmm. I would like to. So it's really tough because, oh God, what do I, hmm. Oh, I don't even know which one to pick. I mean, it's not like they're, they're not like crazy, crazy, but there's been a couple times where I'm like, oh my gosh, um, I would have to say, oh God. <laughs> I, I loved the moment where I believe it was when I went out with Sanctuary um, out from Moss Landing and we were, I want to say it was the, the photography mm-hmm. workshop and we happened because we were going out so early and a lot of the whale watching boats in that area in Monterey, they don't um, typically go out as early as we did. I think we were out on the water by 6 a.m or 6.30, I think, um, and all I remember was there was quite a few humpbacks in just very close to shore, um, and we just sat there. We were the only mm-hmm. boat there, and I've, 
I mean, I've been whale watching many, many times, but there was uh, specifically a humpback that came super close to the boat. And it was just, it wasn't anything like super spectacular, but to me, to see the animal yeah. just that close to us, and we were the only ones there. And then on top of that, just to hear mm-hmm. the blow in complete silence, I mean, it almost, it, I was like getting a little teary-eyed. Like it, it even gives me chills just thinking about it. I just loved it. It was like, it was just so peaceful, so peaceful just to be out there and just hear their blows mm. and right next to you. And the water was so calm that yeah, day. Yeah, there's, it was there's so nothing calm. better than that. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I would have to say that was more of a peaceful experience. I mean, I've seen, there's a picture I actually have on my Instagram of like, uh, I got an awesome photo of a humpback okay. reaching. So that one was really cool. Um, I, I would say another cool experience maybe was when I saw the northern right whale dolphin. Or, yes, yeah, uh, that's so time, cool. And that's crazy. I've actually seen them twice, three times now. Um, the first time I couldn't believe it because the Pacific white sides were boat riding. And then all of a sudden, um, I forget who, what boat was I on? I might have been on the mm-hmm. tour, I guess. <laughs> um, and I, it might have been when Chase Decker was there and he had he had said something. And then uh, when I went out last time, oh, my God, it was so funny. I went out the last time I went whale watching, I went out mm-hmm. with Discovery and that is out of Moss Landing. So Eric works on there. Um, I've been on there a couple times while he's been working. And the last time we went out, uh, there was Pacific White Sides and then there was the northern but it was funny because we had a bunch of pacific white sides they were bow riding for a while and then people started kind of going back and sitting down and if you guys are on a whale watching boat a lot of times the captains or the naturalists they don't want to just announce something which i'm sure you know erica they're on there all the time so they really want to make sure they confirm before they're just announcing that something's out there in the water so i actually saw the northern right whale dolphin out there by the boat and I was I I leaned over to Eric because I was in I was like in between the captain air uh the captain Mm -hmm. box I guess you can call it and um because I was trying to like stay stable and I leaned over to Eric and I was like Eric (laughs) pretty sure there's a northern right whale dolphin right there and he goes oh really and then he looks over he's like oh (gasps) yep and then he went on oh that's really cool (laughs) you spotted it so that was really cool that Uh, was really cool and I got Pretty sure I got video oh, of it. So you I'll should. Try to post yes, it on our, do it. On our page. So people, yeah, if people I don't know, northern right whale dolphins don't have dorsal fins, mm-hmm. so they don't have that pointy fin on their back. So they're very distinct nope, looking. And they're really hard. They to are. See. They look like sea lions, kind of. Yeah, because they're mm-hmm. a darker color. So if you see, I'll post. I'll try to post it either today or tomorrow or Monday, wherever, whenever we yeah. can post it. Oh, speaking um, of, sorry, sorry. Do you? Have, yeah. I was just just thinking of the the color because they are kind of hard to see because they're Mm -hmm. totally black on top and then white on the bottom. And another question that we got on the Instagram page was kind of about – let me see if I can find the question. It was about the physical – Oh, I think – yeah. Characteristics of – let's see. It Mm -hmm. says – Okay, physical patterns on different whale species and their suspected purpose, causes, and changes. That's a good question. So pretty much all whales, dolphins, and porpoise, and sharks, and most Mm -hmm. marine life, I would say, have a type (laughs) of coloration called countershading, 
which people might be familiar with. It's basically where they're dark on top, light on the bottom. And it's for a number mm-hmm. of different reasons, mostly to either to avoid predators or even to avoid prey. So, or to mm-hmm. camouflage themselves. So orca, for example, have dark on top, white on the yeah. bottom. So say an orca is hunting yep. a seal or sea lion and the sea lion look, if the orca is above the sea lion, the sea lion looks up, they're going to see white and it blends in with the light sky above. Yep. If they're below the sea lion and the sea lion looks down, they see darkness and it blends in with the water below. So that's a common mm-hmm. coloration pattern. And then I had this question too, when I first started getting into the whale world um, and we were looking a lot at humpback whales and their different colorations. And it's interesting because a lot of times in the Northern hemisphere, humpback whales have just a little bit of white. So they're very dark in color and they have a little bit of white coloration on their underside. But typically in the Southern hemisphere, they have a ton of white on their underside. It comes all the way up their sides. Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting. And I think it's just um, like their genetic population. And um, Mm -hmm. as for coloration on humpback whales, I wondered for a long time too, if it had anything to do with if it was desirable to have, because humpback whale oh. tails vary from solid black all the way to solid white. And I wondered if maybe yeah. a solid white tail was desirable to have in a mate or something. But somebody pointed oh, out to okay. me that for the most part, sight is not their first sense that they rely the most on. Yeah. So it's very yeah. unlikely that the colorations have mm-hmm. anything to do with it. It's all auditory that's how they determine a lot of mate choice and just a lot about everything they do in their lives so the coloration for a humpback I don't really think um matters Mm -hmm. too much certain other species such as the Rissos dolphins that we've mentioned in other podcasts they are a type of dolphin that are dark gray at birth but they basically turn white as they age because they're covered Mm -hmm in rake marks it's called so basically scratches from other from the teeth of other dolphins and it could Mm -hmm. be aggressive it could be playful it could just be a social interaction we aren't a hundred percent sure why they do it but they are just covered in different scratches so yeah 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 so those are just a couple answers to that general question but we could go into a lot more depth of that as well Mm-hmm. Well, and they also say too, which I think it's a small percentage of it, but they say that some of the rake marks on them could be from yes, the squid. Exactly. So yes, yeah. they feed on squid down in the depths. Rizzo's dolphins mm-hmm. are deep divers and squid, the only, I mean, solid part of a squid is their beak, but they do have, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, what you, I can't remember the word that you would call it, but just kind of like talons almost on their tentacles that they can scratch yeah. with. So sperm whales as well yeah. feed on giant squid and they have scars yes. all over their heads. Yeah. Well, and for uh, speaking of sperm whales, um, they actually have a little fun fact. Um, I read up on it. I'll have to try to find the exact article, but then I also heard it on the whale nerds podcast a, a while ago and it stuck mm. with me. I thought it was so fascinating is that, they, um, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's called um, Ambergris. Oh, is that okay? Ambergris. Ambergris. I'm. I'm. I think I've heard. Ambergris. I've heard a lot of people pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, I'm. I'm Greece. sure there's so many I think pronunciations it's... <laughs> for it. But I had a yeah, student probably. ask me about this on the boat the other day. Um, yeah. So oh, really? Ambergris. For people who don't know, 
is basically sperm whale vomit. So sperm whales feed mostly on giant squid and they can digest every part Mm -hmm. of the squid except the beak. So there's this buildup of squid beaks in their digestive tract and mucus forms around it and hardens up. And since they can't really digest it, it passes one way or another out the top or out the bottom. And yeah. Yep, it can yeah, go it out can. both ways. And <laughs> it sometimes washes up on a beach. And if you find it, you are pretty mm-hmm. much an instant millionaire because for some reason it's used in yeah. the cosmetics industry, especially for perfume. Mm-hmm. Because I... Perfumes, because I guess it's supposed to... Um, the scent is supposed to attach to your or stick yeah, to your skin. Yeah, it helps the scent linger on your more. skin longer. I don't know how yep. the heck they figured that one out. <laughs> I know. Like who? Exactly. Yeah, it's so weird. (laughs) But I guess they've made like alternatives. They have. They they have. They've made artificial. Yeah, Yeah. whatever nowadays. But but yeah, amber ambergris. I just read an article a couple months ago about a fisherman. I want to say in Indonesia who found a piece of ambergris and it was worth like two point five million dollars or something. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But I guess they say, too, like, it basically yeah. looks like a rock. So a you lot might of times have seen you, it. It'll be really hard to identify. And I guess a, a way that you can identify or find out if it's ambergris is basically you just take something hot to it. And if it'll melt, so to speak, um, then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So fun fact about vomit. <laughs> yeah. I want right? to see if I can get a couple of my friends on the podcast. Um, down in New Zealand, maybe my friends Alan and Annika would want to come on the podcast, and oh, we can talk all about sperm whales. Yeah, I would love to learn more about them. They are the coolest. They are so cool to see, mm-hmm. like just the videos and pictures I've seen on Instagram of how how they um, sleep. Have you seen? They those? sleep vertically in the water column. Oh my gosh, it is the most amazing footage I've seen, and I want to experience that someday. I want to go diving mm. and just kind of sit there while they just sleep like that. It is so beautiful. Yeah, it is. Yeah, let's it's do. So let's make a designated sperm whale episode. Yes, let's do that. Yep. So, um, any oh, any other else? questions that you've gotten? I'm kind of looking um, right now. So good. We got a question from. Oh, I don't. I don't see where it's from. I'll have to look but the question is what is um a really good whale documentary Mm -hmm. and there's so many different documentaries I've seen and they may have whales in them so I'm just gonna kind of throw in the ones that I've seen and maybe recommend um the top one would definitely be Mission Blue Mm -hmm. um if you haven't seen it it's on Netflix it has Sylvia Earle in it which I watched again and oh yeah anyway (laughs) I could I could go on and on about Mission Blue, but I would def- definitely recommend that as a documentary. I wouldn't say a whale documentary per se. It covers a lot of different things. It covers sharks and the shark finning. Mm. Um, it covers the coral reefs, especially in Australia, and how much um, there's coral uh, coral bleaching mm-hmm. and how much everything is changing. So there's just a lot of really awesome information about that and about Sylvia Earle and what she does. Mm -hmm. So that's a really good documentary for someone that's looking into just kind of all around marine biology. Um, Chasing Coral is another good one about chasing coral. Yeah. Coral bleaching. Of course, blackfish. Oh, Oh, black. Oh yeah. That was one I wanted to mention was blackfish. I'm sure most people listening have seen that. Yeah, probably. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, there was actually a documentary I just watched in the last week or so, and it's on Netflix. Um, it is called, I believe it's called A Night on, uh, Night on Earth. Oh. I believe it's what it's called. Um, yeah, you'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's I haven't really heard of cool. it. So it's not just about um, ocean life. There's different episodes about different type of animal life. There's one about, um, oh, God. Oh, what was it? I believe there was one just about being, um, like, with cheetahs, I believe. Oh. And it's just how, like, what they're doing at night. Like, how oh, they're hunting. Cool. Like, what are they doing? So all the footage is done at night. And there was one, I clicked on this, uh, an episode of the orcas. Ooh, at night. I'll have to see. Yeah, cool. it was amazing. So if anybody wants to see a little bit about orcas and what they're doing, I'll have to go. I want to watch it again. So I'm going to go back and watch it. Um, I want to say it was oh my god I could be totally wrong I want to I know it was somewhere really cold um like Alaska maybe mm. uh like I said I'll have to I'll have to go back and look I could be completely wrong I mean it but, could have been Alaska so, could have been Iceland could have been Antarctica it could have been any of those yeah they live in a lot of so cold places these fishermen these these um these guys that were filming this they actually went out on a boat and it was pretty close to where this harbor wherever they were at this harbor and they were going out at night and the, um, there was fishermen boats out. And so the guys would say, okay, whenever they turn their lights on, that means they're bringing their catch in. And so they said they time it just right because when they notice that the fishermen are bringing their catch in, the orca show Whoa. up. And it was the neatest thing I've seen. Like all of a sudden, so it, it's cool too, because they're sitting in these boats and all of a sudden, you know, these lights pop up on these fishermen boats and they're like, all right, let's go. Um, and they got some drone footage and all of a sudden you just see these little, and it's quiet for the most part. And you just see these spouts close, so close to these fishermen boats and just these, this family of orcas just pop up and then they start feeding and then they, um, these guys go in the water They're uh, they start diving in. And they get more footage and just seeing how they feed underwater. And they and if you look at the footage too, the um it just it's crazy what the footage looks like in like underwater at night. And it, they just said it looks like it was almost snowing. Whoa. But you're underwater. Oh, but is it the scales it, that they're seeing floating around? Kind of. It's mainly like, like the fish and just like everything kind of floating in the water. And it just, yeah, it just looked like it was snowing. And then they showed uh, basically some of the fish. They were just, like, stunned huh. by the fishermen's net and whatnot. Or they were just, I think, I think at that point some of them were just dead. And, yeah, the orcas just went around and they just cruising, catching fish in their mouth. Whoa. It was the most, but it was so peaceful. The way they captured it and the footage they got, it was just the coolest thing ever and i highly recommend somebody for you guys to watch it i don't remember if it was like a full episode on them or if it was like part of like the ocean episode hmm. i'm gonna check but that yeah, out that was yeah it was really really cool so i recommend that if you're looking for a whale one what else do you think what else have you watched man i had one that popped into my mind and it totally disappeared Oh, no. I know. Well, <laughs> we will tag some of those as well. As we think yes. of it, we'll tag some more um, good whale and ocean documentaries. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. I sorry. I, I was just there. looking at some other questions that we were asked. One of them was um, from Johnny's Photo Shack. And it says, are there any misconceptions about whales slash the ocean in general? <laughs> and uh, you hear a lot and want to debunk. Um, there, <laughs> there's some really funny meme pages on Instagram dedicated to people who work on whale watching boats, like whale watching oh, memes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh because of gosh. the funny questions that we get asked a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I... I'm surprised almost every day about how little people know about whales. And I think Mm -hmm. in a way it makes me a little sad that like people don't learn that, but in a way it makes me happy that I get to educate. Um, Yeah. And it's kind of a reality check too, that like, wow, not everybody in the world talks about whales every day. And it's not even the, it's not even top of mind for, I would say like 99% of people. Um, Like people don't know that whales are mammals. People don't know that Mm -hmm. they don't have gills and there's a lot Mm -hmm. of things that people don't, don't understand. And just how many people come out on the boats and they're like, oh yeah, I saw an orca at SeaWorld and they have no idea my opinion on that. And it's just interesting. So there's a lot, there's a lot of misconceptions, I guess. Yeah. Um, one that I've heard, well, I, I've never heard of it, which I wanted to only, the only reason why I wanted to bring it up because I, I'm curious if you've heard mm-hmm. of this and I've heard the whale nerds talk about this, um, where people ask, what time will the whales Oh, be this is a running joke between my coworker Delaney. I, I, I don't know if she actually <laughs> ordered it, but I think she wears a hat that says, when when's the whales or something like that oh my gosh that's because, awesome oh we, oh that is a very common question it's like oh okay so what time are the whales or like when are we going to get to the whales yeah. and it's like well well they're, they're wild <laughs> like we don't know where they are that's the I point i just can't wait to hear that <laughs> i can't wait to hear that the first time i hear it i'm i'll, I'll take okay it. yeah i do <laughs> it's it's so common um another one that I think a lot of people um, don't know, and I mean, I don't blame them for not knowing this, mm-hmm. I guess, but a lot of people um, think that whales have a big mouth, like a big throat. Oh, big throat, yes. Uh, just because they're they're ginormous. Yeah. And to be honest, for people that don't know, humpback whales specifically, they have a tiny, tiny mm-hmm. throat. I believe they say it's about eight centimeters. It's about the size of a grapefruit, big. we say. It, yeah. And so people think, oh, they can swallow birds and, oh, did they, can they swallow people and, and uh, sea lions? Because didn't Chase Decker get that picture of that sea lion? He did. He, going he got in? a picture of a yeah. whale that had came up t- at lunge feeding and a sea lion mm-hmm. happened to be in the mix and the sea lion kind of got yeah. inside the whale's mouth. The sea lion did get out of the whale's mouth. Most of the time when a yeah. whale <laughs> accidentally gulps up a bird or something they'll just open their mouth and let it go um they can't swallow they i mean they they could swallow bird they have in the past but they never intend to and they could not swallow a person they do not fit (laughs) they have these they do they can fit (laughs) thousands of gallons of water in their mouth at one time but Mm -hmm. it's because they have these expandable plates or grooves on Mm -hmm. the underside of their throats and it expands out like a balloon so they can take in this massive gulp of water but then they push yeah. all the water out of their mouth through the baleen mm-hmm. and swallow the fish down this teeny little yeah. funnel. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that was that was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, but then again, you can't really blame people for thinking yeah. that because they are such big yeah. 
mammals so it's like why wouldn't like why wouldn't you think yeah you know so that's also a cool thing is you know we can for those of you that are listening and didn't know that yeah you know they've got little tiny throats (laughs) sperm sperm on the other hand have big throats they can swallow a great white shark whole really yeah so there's been um a sperm whale discovered that had a hundred gallon oil drum in its stomach what? Yeah, so they can swallow <gasps> huge things. So they've got oh they've gosh. got these huge throats and little teeny tongues, but baleen whales have teeny throats and huge tongues. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Nice. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, let's see. What Maybe else? like one more question then we'll kind of probably Did we get any more? Um, I'm trying to think. I know we did. I can't find um I got lost in the mix. Some other questions. Let me see. Because I got the whale documentary one, and I got the best – oh, the best whale one. We answered that. And the um, the one from Ranch, we got that one. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any others. Well, let's just end it there then, and we'll yeah open it up for topics. So if people do have questions, anything at all about the ocean that you'd like yep. answered – Definitely let us know, and we'll try to answer it in a podcast. And if we don't know the answer, we mm-hmm. will look it up for you. Yep, <laughs> we will. It it encourages me to do more research. Yeah. So I definitely like the questions rolling me in. Me too. Yeah. Awesome. Oh. Well, I guess we Dang. can wrap it up here. But um, we just wanted to do a podcast, um, just catching up with each other and just yeah. answering some just questions. Chatting. Yeah. So next time, yeah. do you want to talk about the potentially guests that we might have? Oh yeah. So I know I've mentioned it a little bit on our Instagram page. So if you guys don't follow us, make sure you guys follow us on ocean lovers podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, so we might be getting a special guest sometime next week. Um, I believe her name is April and she is a very eco-friendly, Oh, what would you call it? Um, she really likes to promote eco-friendly mm-hmm. products and just things to incorporate in your everyday life choices. Um, I met up with her back in, oh gosh, last, I'll have to look, June, I believe. And I did a beach cleanup with That's her. That's so cool. And she is the sweetest thing. And she's so nice. She organizes these beach cleanups. I think she does at least once a year, but I want to say that she wants to do another one after July, 4th of July. Nice. I'd be down to do that. Hopefully I'll be able to. Yeah. So I'm hoping to go back down. I was talking to her recently about it and I think she wants to organize another one. Um, But she also has her own little shop. So she sews a lot of different like straw pouches from fabrics. Um, She also sells metal straws. So if you guys are interested, we'll definitely tag her. Um, What else? I know she makes, makeup remover pads that are reusable which I want to have so badly um oh and something else she just made she just made reusable tea bags for oh, loose cool. tea. yeah so I'm extremely excited for that I saw that she made that um but yeah she's really awesome if you guys follow her she's trying to encourage people to change their lifestyle into more of an eco-friendly way so she'll post little um tips and tricks like last time she posted um her making her own house cleaner so yeah overall I feel like I that's something I definitely want to learn how to do because one less chemicals Mm -hmm. especially if you have kids and pets 
Um, two, it probably will save you money. Yeah. So, so I'm excited to have her on the podcast. That's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned for that. So we just have to pick a day and then we'll have her on and we'll keep you guys posted throughout the week about what day exactly we'll be recording. And yeah, I'm really excited about that. I already have a bunch of stuff I want to ask her and a bunch of stuff I want to talk about on that because there's been a lot of stuff in the last year or so that I've been slowly trying to Me change. Me too. Um, just in my everyday life. So yeah, I, I won't talk about it now just so I can save it, but there's been a lot of stuff and I've been just kind of keeping track of it. That way we can talk awesome. about it. I'm so excited. Yay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And again, shoot us a message. If you're listening, let us know where you're listening from and yeah, yes. we would love to chat with you guys. Yeah. So thanks so much, Kirsty. Nice. I love chatting with you. Thank you. I know it's, it's always so I know. much fun to talk about. To talk to another ocean lover. (laughs) It really is. Alrighty, guys. Well, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.